Greta the tittle tattle prattled on about the little metal bottle. She spat a bit of spittle on among the bitter battle and the bitter battle. <laughs> and the brittle paddle in the bitter battle. <laughs> Tricky Siskel spat a bit of wicked biscuit. <laughs> that is a fucking great show. I hope you recorded all that. I did. Oh, I did. fucking wonderful. Yeah. Sean Brogan, if that is your real name. <laughs> Brian Chartrain. Oh, uh... Sean Brogan, uh, I didn't realize this. Well, you're a bass player. Well, I, I realized that. But I didn't realize that your first instrument was the guitar. Yes, sir. Eight uh, years old. Hit me. Um, where did you grow up? I was born in Glendale. California. Arizona. Arizona. Okay. <laughs> Thunderbird Hospital. Okay. Uh, Shout out. Uh, born and lived there till I was probably about nine years old. Uh, and then moved to Chino Valley outside of Prescott. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I got very lucky that my third grade teacher also ran a string band. Uh, what is that? What's a string band? Just a bunch of kids playing guitar. Okay. Together. Okay. Um, so her, a cacophonous her, mess is what you're telling me. Yeah. It yes. was, I, I don't know the math like as far as six strings times how many kids, kids. were in there like yeah. okay all out of tune yes all, all great um her and her husband had a band together but she was uh very nice to like run this like after school program uh, yeah where she would teach us all how to play guitar like out of a method book uh-huh and then this is third grade third grade yeah awesome um and this is still when i was back in uh glendale and uh yeah we would after school we'd meet up like read out of the guitar method book but then she would also like teach us how to play songs like yeah. real songs like yeah. basic chords you know yeah and uh it was it was wonderful it was a great experience yeah and uh that was my my entry into the music world aside from like my 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 mother was very very much instrumental into like good music and stuff like that. So like she spawned I, some good records at the crib. I grew up with Tower of Power, Earth, Wind and Fire, the Beatles. Like I, I grew up with all the best music you could ever imagine. And so there was music at, at, at the house growing up. Always. Always. Any, any time we were doing chores around the house. Yes. Um, and my parents were partiers. So like every weekend they would have people over at the house uh -huh. and we had, uh, especially in Glendale, um, we had a huge yard and a huge pool and everyone would come over every weekend and we'd have a party and like, there was most certainly music playing in the background. Yeah. But, but aside from that, anytime we were just hanging around the house, there was always music playing. There was no silence. Right. There's always music. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you move to, you leave Glendale, you go to Chino Valley and now where are we? So Chino Valley, my parents just got tired of uh, living in the city of uh, before Phoenix, uh, before they had kids. They were more like San Jose, San Francisco, Bay Area based. Um, so they were just tired of the city and they want to move up to the country, which yeah. we did. Um, and when I got there, you know, I did all the things as far as like a middle school band kid would do. 
mm-hmm. middle school band. Like I, I was actually playing trumpet, not guitar or bass. Okay. And then one of the other uh, trumpet players switched over to bass, and I saw him sitting over there with an electric bass, and I was like, oh shit, like sexy. I was like, damn, that like seems so much cooler than playing trumpet. <laughs> and so I, uh, so I wound up uh, playing playing bass. And uh, there's two bass players like playing unison lines, which was also amazing. Like it also gives you the ability to know what it's like to read music and yeah. like play it correctly when there's two bass players like, right. playing the same line. Yeah, where it has to be the same. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that was a. Uh, that was the entry into electric bass. Uh, Middle with, school. Yeah, yeah, uh, sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, after uh, middle school, the, the band director was, I don't know, the best way I could say is like he was, he was definitely kind of an asshole, like, <laughs> which to me is great. Like I'm, I'm definitely the type of musician that needs someone to be like mean and stern and like just tell me, this is what needs to be done uh-huh. rather than like hint it. Right. Hint it what it is that you need to do. Okay. Like I'm, I'm, I'm he was a bit of a, uh, a stickler authoritarian, like you're doing it wrong. This is how you need to do it. Yes. I mean, I, it's not necessarily embarrassing to say, but like I most certainly like cried in middle band from a <laughs> middle school band from this director. Yeah. Because he was like such a fucking asshole. He could break you down. Yeah. And Which, in front of everybody. In front of everybody. And you're just in tears thinking, what a fucking dick. Yeah. But again, like when I look back at it, <laughs> I'm actually one of the type of musicians that appreciates that sort yeah. of... Uh, Hard love. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally, totally cool with that. Um, <laughs> and uh, It's probably served you well. It's probably served you well over the years, right? A little hard love. I'm all about it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like the hinting around. Just what, get. Just tell me. Yes, that's, just be very clear. Like, yeah. If yeah. this isn't happening, like tell me. Like let me know. And then, uh, uh, high school director who is like probably. I wouldn't say the biggest, but very closely, like the biggest influence on me for sure was my high school band director, mm-hmm. uh, Josh Curvin. And uh, in eighth grade, he would come, of, or for any eighth graders, like whatever the end of the year concerts, he would show up uh, to like kind of scout out what was going to be coming to him, mm-hmm. to the high school. To the high school, right. Because again, it's a small town, so there's mm-hmm. only one middle school, one high school. Right. So he would scout out the talent, you know, whatever. Just and, to see what he's getting himself into. Exactly. And uh, the middle school director and the high school director, they did not get along, which is terrible for yeah. such a small town. Yeah, that's that tough. It should be in the way that like, hey, you're like bringing these kids up. Right. And then I'm going to take them to the next level. Like we right. should be on the same page, but they most certainly were not. And uh, um, so like, uh, our final concert of the year, you know, he would show up and, you know, I was led to believe by my middle school director that this guy is, you know, no good. Like, you know, stay away. Oh, like, really? Like throwing shade and shit? Just, uh, it's fucking terrible. Like just not. Come on, man. Not, not good. Like get it, it together. It should be. It, it should be a seamless fucking thing. It should be that in an ideal world. Um, 
but he showed up and uh you know he saw me play bass along with the other bass player like who was also playing bass there's two bass players um you know he's like oh are you interested in like you know playing bass in high school like you know getting into the jazz world that sort of thing and it's like yeah like i'd love to and you know luckily i stuck with it the other guy didn't um hmm. but and then once i got into high school jazz band it was just it it was amazing from there yeah yeah do you think um <clears throat> going back to to some of those early bits i'm curious if um were you were you inspired to play music because of the music that you were hearing at home or was it you know were you pushed over the edge so to speak by that third grade teacher or was it a combination like did you hear that music in the, in the house and think i want to do that right or was it more you know someone putting a guitar in your hands and and showing you how to do it and maybe you know, again maybe those ting- things uh, worked in tandem like you were hearing great music that that you were inspired by or something connected with you and then you had the kind of rudimentary skills to recreate some of it you know d- or or was it you know the idea of playing jazz because you didn't list any any jazz right when not you, yet right not yet so what do you think that was or 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 is that harder to pinpoint um so again like i i grew up with like what again what i feel is like the best music that's that that there is because of my mother mm-hmm. um curated by your mom who had re- obviously has really good taste in music yes yes i mean like paul mccartney chris squire um rocco from tower like just the best bass players you could ever imagine um i didn't have like any initial like oh my god like the bass line, like this is what I need to latch on to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, uh, shit. Was it more music in general, right? I, or music, know? music was definitely always in the background for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like, I think once I started listening to the tracks and like really getting into it, and especially like once I got into the jazz world, was like I've it was like oh I need my bass to sound like this guy like I I need it to sound like that guy like I need to do it correctly it started with that but then it became like eventually like I want to be a good bass player like so I'm going to try and emulate like these these masters mm-hmm. these these beasts of mm-hmm. of bass and and doing that but um I Remind me, I'm so sorry, real quick. Remind me, Chris Squire was... The bass player from Yes. Yes, that's right. R.I.P. Okay. Yes, R.I.P. Yeah. I actually met that cat. Jesus. He's... He was a, he, he's a huge human, and his hands were like, as Jack Black has said, uh, like clumps of bananas. His <laughs> fingers, his hands were like, like engulfed my... I was like, went to shake his hand. I was like, what the... F- well, okay, man. I know why you're a bass player. He's got the, that fucking reach, and he was just a powerhouse. I, you know, anyway. Well, one of my favorite videos of him on, uh, I don't, on YouTube or whatever that I watched. Like, there's an interview, and they're asking him, like, "Oh, what do you do to like warm up, like, or get ready, you know, for a concert or whatever, like, wh- whatever you're doing?" And he's like, "Oh, you mean like play like this?" And <laughs> and he plays like a, I don't know, like a major scale or whatever, and. 
And then, you know, he plays it and he gets done. He's like, no, no, I don't, I don't do, I don't no, do that. No, I don't do that. But I mean, like, <laughs> again, talk about like just the, the tone, mm-hmm. like, which yeah. again, as a bass player is a huge thing is figuring out the tone of the instrument. And I mean, obviously it's Chris Squire, like he's got his own tone. It, uh, he played a Rickenbacker? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Paul McCartney too. Okay. Also. All right. Yeah. So now we're, we're, get, get, we're, we're, we're dialing in your tone zone so to speak two of my heroes but like i'm i'm also sort of like i wouldn't say a hired gun but like i'm a freelance musician so like i have to know what's appropriate for what gig but either way like i usually try to get like a fat big tone Uh when i can okay and like i mean paul mccartney and chris squire they both played with picks okay but their bass sound was huge right like just unbelievable and that only just speaks to like what it was that's interesting that that they did for technique i mean like right i don't know exactly what they did training wise right like i don't think that they were like formally trained classically as, trained no as far as my knowledge goes but um but they're, it doesn't matter. Like to me, that that shit doesn't matter. Like their their tone was out of this world, and I mean, like of course, like the first yes tune I ever heard was Roundabout. Roundabout, just like everyone, right? And again, this is because my mother, yeah. like she played the song, so all, she was like, hip to yes. Oh yeah, she's she's hip to everything. Like, yeah, she's all all music. I I owe a lot to my to my mom as far as non jazz. Okay. Stuff. Yeah. Any anything else. You know, it was you know, I went on my own like with jazz and stuff. Sure. Really. Okay. Okay. So now you're in high school. You're playing electric bass, uh, working, starting to work with a jazz, not quartet. I'm assuming, but like the jazz, the high school jazz band. Yeah. And did you did you start to play the upright at that point? At the end of my freshman year, the director borrowed a upright bass from a from the closer school, like press. So I, I grew up in Chino Valley, small town, but like Prescott was the next biggest town. Mm-hmm. And he borrowed a bass from the director there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just, he got it like before the end of my freshman year. And he said... And, and you never played it? No, never played it. And he he was a trombone player, bass trombone player, great, great bass trombone player. But he said, uh, here's a upright bass. I don't know anything about it. Good Take luck. it home. <laughs> To go home, learn learn what you will, and and I mean, growing up in that area, there wasn't really uh, anyone necessarily great to study with at at the time. Um, so for the summer, I just took the upright bass home and learned it, and then did and it. what were you listening to? Uh, well, I went just just like most jazz people. Like I started with Miles Davis, you know, kind of blue. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a huge record for me. Yeah, of, it's it's for everybody. I mean, yeah. it's still even to this day. I could put that album on and I'll stop everything that yep. I'm doing and just listen to it yep. from beginning to start and beginning and, to end rather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> beginning to start. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen to the first second and then that's it. I will promptly turn that CD that's, off. That's where you edit it out right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. People always Begin- want the edit. Beginning to start. Are. Beginning to start. Leave my money down, but you can't see Friends, let's talk about beer. 
Mm, one of my favorite subjects. I'm sipping on some Juicy Jack. It's a juicy, hazy IPA from Santan Brewing Company. You guys, this is a beer. I'm a big fan of the juicy stuff. You know what I mean? Hazy. Give me the juice. Give me the haze. Now, even if you don't like beer, Santan Brewing does all sorts of stuff. They distill now. They have great whiskeys. I don't know if you're a whiskey fan. I also happen to have an occasional whisk. Not scared about it. Find out more at SantanBrewing.com. Drink local. Why are you wasting your time? Do it. It was after high school that I first heard Kind of Blue. And that shit changed my life but at that time i'd already transitioned to being a singer and guitar player yeah i wish i had had the the curiosity to to dig in you know and refine my thing i was just flying you know i I didn't know what was left from right you know and and uh so i probably approached it in 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 a very odd way but um yeah i i kind of got to the jazz game a little late Although I was playing it all throughout high school. It's just the dumbest thing, man. Well, yeah, the jazz world is a, it's been a very interesting ride and I've learned quite a bit um, from being a part of it. And like now most of the work I get of is more top forties, electric bass, like, which Mm -hmm. I'm totally happy with. Like, I also love learning what it means to be a pop bassist like mm-hmm. learning the the bass lines and like you know james jamerson's like mm-hmm. all the all, all the greats but um the jazz world is very interesting um i was a i was a good reader like a pretty good reader i would say um but i couldn't do anything aside from that like you know as the bass player like you know you have to learn like what it means to read a a like a a progression of chords like you know learning all these things and and jazz musicians are like some of the worst people that you could ever meet <laughs> they're, they're so they're so dark and so mean and yeah like, and there was plenty of periods of like just dealing with just fucking assholes yeah and like luckily that that's what i loved about like college was meeting up with some of these people that i had played with when i was in high school that were, you know, whether it was a, like an audition-based group, whatever, like, right. you, know, you know, whatever. And uh, they would just be mean to you because you didn't know the, the tune or, like, yeah. you know, or whatever. And, like, by the time we all got to college, it was wonderful to, like, meet up with them again. Right. And it's like, oh, like, here I am. Like, I know you guys were, like, talented high school. Yeah jazz musicians but now here we all <laughs> we're all in the same fucking yeah, boat now yeah, yeah here we are and like <laughs> yeah it was it was a great experience and uh i mean like i was very lucky to have the faculty that i did at mcc when i got there um just at that specific time in arizona um people told me like you should go to mcc to study with fred forney mm-hmm. and hugh lovelady and all these like just tremendous musicians who've played with everybody and i had like the best experience ever as a bass player and and again being 
thick skinned, it was great mm-hmm. because I had someone who would tell me like, Oh, you suck. Like mm-hmm. this doesn't sound good, mm-hmm. which I always prefer mm-hmm. rather than like just kind of right. Hinting at like, Oh, like you could do this better. You could do that, but you know, right. Whereas like, I'm, I, I feel like I'm, a musician that needs just like clear direction. What is it? But what is it about, about jazz that people get so bent about? It's like, you know, there, you know, uh, you think about rock bands or punk bands. I mean, granted the technical aspect of that music is not the same, although there is a technical aspect to that music, but why, why are jazz musicians sometimes super snobby about it? Man, it's it's fucking rough. I don't I don't like it whatsoever. Um it's definitely like I've I don't know, I grew up playing like baseball and stuff like that and like of like being an athlete and like, you know, when everyone needs to be better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And jazz is most certainly like that and like just being on top of everyone else and like, oh, I'm I I can do this better than you. I can do yeah. that. Huh. And like I don't like that whatsoever. Yeah, there's like um, this weird like ranking system in jazz, and I hate it. I've and be- it's not the same in like any other genre, really. I mean, well, all right, let's say singer songwriters. Uh, qualitatively, we're all the same. Uh, what we do is very different. It's still singer songwriter, like you know, as we were saying before, like what Chad Gregory plays. Is different from what I play. Is different from Matt Thornton, Matt Weddle, you know, Miguel, Kyle. It's all different. It's still in the same genre, and I don't give, I don't give Weddle shit because he's not doing the singer songwriter genre yeah. in a in the in the way that I you know. But for some reason, and maybe it's maybe it's classical too, you know, where it's super chop reliant or chop heavy jazz. It's like if you're not in the club then then like fuck you i i don't i don't oh, get abs- it ab- absolutely like yeah and i i hate i hate that shit so much and like it i doesn't it doesn't build community to have an approach like that right yeah you're not yeah, lifting the, anyone up yeah the vibe uh i call it the vibe i mean yeah. we all we all know what the vibe is and like I felt it for so many years and it wasn't until i got to a certain point with my own bass playing where I felt comfortable right. with like where I've like I've I've gotten to a certain level of whatever my bass playing whatever but I mean like there's you can play with people that like will help you like yes. build you up like pick you up right or you could play with people that are just fucking assholes yeah like and that's I, so I would weird. prefer I would prefer not to work with the fucking assholes <laughs> <laughs> like that's and like the jazz world is just so terrible about all that like you you really got i almost feel like you know they they call nashville like the the old boy club like if if like you you have to you have to either have a personal relationship with someone to get anything done like that sort of approach or it's like the people that have been there for 50 years like they they have seniority or whatever but there's that that strange dynamic that I, you know, I just, I don't know. I never understood. And and I don't feel like it's building community. And it's like, come on, man. We're all just trying to make fucking good music. We all know what good music is, yeah. you know. 
And if you if you pursue jazz, you already have a level of understanding about the music. Like you know what's good already. Like we're all striving to be great. And don't give me this shit on top of all the other shit. You know what I'm saying? Like let's build a community. Let's lift each other up. And let's make some good shit. Yeah. I mean that's a it's definitely an ideal ideal in an ideal that's, world that's what i want like yeah. but i mean luckily i don't know probably about six seven eight i don't know i don't know how many years ago i finally like just dismissed like the i was no longer concerned about like the competition right. aspect of being a musician yes. and once i did that like right it, it's been fucking wonderful like i've I work, I do what I do. Right. And I've, it's, it's been wonderful. Like I've, I've only gotten more work from it. Right. And, and as a full-time professional musician, like that's all I can expect to do. Like if I had a day job and I was only playing jazz trio on the weekends, that would be, that, that also would be totally cool. I'd right. be all right with that. Right. Um, but like when I've invested all of my time into being, a full-time working musician. Right. Like I only want to play with people that I'm going to have a good time with and, and not worry about any sort of stigma of. Right. Right. Do, do you feel um, in the jazz world? Do you feel like there is a stigma to musicians who, as you do uh, play both, you know, kind of straight ahead jazz and, but you're also, you know, a for hire, uh, journeyman, uh, bass player, and you play, uh, corporate events and weddings. Like, is there a, is in the jazz world? Is that, is, is that an issue? Like you're not a jazz player. If you, you know, make money playing pop gigs, right? Is that a thing or no? I'm, I'm able to turn on and off. Like if, if someone wants to like hear a Bill Evans trio, which is my favorite music in the world is the Bill Evans jazz trio. Mm -hmm. Um, not, not that I can play like Scott LaFaro, but like I know my role mm -hmm. in a group like that. Mm -hmm. Um, versus if I'm going to play a cocktail hour wedding mm -hmm. thing, like luckily I'm playing with people that I really love for mm -hmm. the most part. So we can have a good time and, so there is and no make, and make music out of what we're doing and not care about what's going on in the background. And I mean, I, I can see how many musicians would get dark about having to do what it is that I do as, as far as wedding corporate mm -hmm. cocktail hour, like stuff like that. But like, luckily I'm playing with people that like we, we all sort of like lift each other up, yeah. like, and we, and we try to make good out of what we're doing. I mean, like I'm, well, at the end of the day, you're still playing music. Yes, and that's it's it's easy to forget that sometimes. Uh, but yeah. I've I don't know, like jazz will always be my first love, and 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 playing that kind of music. But there there's a time and place, and like I, as a bass player, like all I've tried to do is like figure out my role, like mm -hmm. and play appropriately. Like I've I've asked people before whether it's a recording session or a gig, like 
It's like, oh, do you want me to play like Paul Chambers or Sam Jones? Or like, do you want me to play like Sean Brogan? Like, do you mm-hmm. like, what do you want? Like, be mm-hmm. very, again, like I said, like, be very, very clear. explicit. Yeah. Just like, tell me, like, cause I'm, I'm very much one of those musicians, but like, I've, at, at the end of the day, I would love to just do jazz, trio, piano, drums, bass, but you know, mm-hmm. that world doesn't exactly exist. Well, anymore. and it wouldn't necessarily support you financially. Right. I mean, even if maybe even if you could do it five nights a week, but as a working musician, you have to take you take gigs, man. And I take gigs that I don't love. I take them because I have to take them, you know, especially not being able to tour. This year has taught me that. Yeah. And I'm I mean, I'm full time just like you. Yeah. Um, I but I I love it. Like, I I mean, there there's much harder jobs to do, but yeah. like. I I don't know. Like I I still approach it like trying to be a professional. Right. And right. Yeah. I've I've I'll take all the gigs take in it the all. world. Take it all. But like it, jazz or otherwise, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm not scared of shit. Yeah, or, or country pop. Like yeah. I I have a great time anytime with all that shit. Yeah. Like I'm 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 all about it. Let's uh let's take a break. You look exhausted. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this for hours <laughs> <laughs> so um i wanted to ask you a question What's that, um baby? talk to me baby um What's up, baby you decided to do mcc versus asu yeah what was the reason um, my bass teacher at the time, funny enough, um, also a huge influence on me, um, in Prescott of all places, um, my bass teacher was Ed Carter, who was a touring bassist for the Beach Boys. Okay. Like, heavy as shit. Like this in, is in Prescott? Yes. In high school? Yes. Okay. So, again, like heavy as shit and even looking back on it i'm still kind of like holy shit like right i i got bass lessons from this dude and he's still there like to my knowledge and like he plays guitar and bass and uh my first bass teacher there was just not not happening but i wound up with him Mm -hmm. and like my my whole thing was because i was in like jazz big band i needed to know how to read music Mm mm-hmm and so he could read bass clef just as well as treble clef, mm-hmm. which I've also like tried to instill on myself. Like I, I feel like I can read bass clef just as well as treble clef based on what I learned from my first teacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he was a touring bass player for the fucking Beach Boys. And he said MCC over ASU. Yes, yes, he did. And you were like, great, awesome, yeah. And what year? What what year is this now? Now you graduate high school. I graduated high school two thousand six, um, and it was a very interesting time for ASU. Not to like, I loved my time at ASU. It was it was phenomenal. Like, uh, wait, you went to ASU? I did eventually. Yes. Oh, I see. I see. You started no, at MCC. No, I did. Uh, I did two years MCC, two years ASU. Got you. Both 
phenomenal. Like yeah. I, I got everything from both from, from both MCC and ASU. It was, it was phenomenal. Like yeah. I couldn't ask for anything better. Um, but when I was doing bass lessons with him, uh, he said, like, I heard like, you know, MCC's program is like, if you're going to be a jazz major, mm. it's, it's a little bit more happening right now. And again, this was a specific right. year, like, cause it, it it's changed sure. over the years. Yes. Um, uh, Himmelstein told me a little bit about that. And he, well, yeah. And Himmelstein like came up through Chuck Moronic, who is fucking phenomenal. And like, I was very lucky to have him as a guest artist, um, when I was at MCC mm-hmm. and like, just, just the, the greatest guy, like phenomenal musician, everything. And, uh, but I'm very happy with what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, cause at MCC, I had like all the best instructors you could ever imagine. Um, including Fred Forney, Hugh Lovelady, um, Barb, uh, which mo- most people, uh, from Phoenix, younger people, they, they know what that, what that is. It's young sounds, mm-hmm, uh, Barb mm-hmm. Catlin. Um, I, I had the greatest time like studying with them and Nick Manson as well. Yep. Um, Steve Milhouse, who is now, uh, he's, he's like in New York, like playing like all the Broadway shows and stuff like okay, that. Yeah. But then also like Bob Lazier was, I, I would say right now on this podcast, Bob Lazier has been my biggest influence ever. I, you I heard love, it here first. I love that man so much. Yeah. He, he gave me the best bass lessons ever. And I would, I would show up prepared for my bass lesson and he would sit down at the piano and he'd play like the most beautiful ballad or most beautiful standard at the piano. And you got to accompany him. Yes. Yeah. And as a, as a bass, like as a bassist, like that's what I want. Like I need someone to, you know, like just lead me in like, uh, shit. Like I, as soon as he would go to like an alternate change or whatever, like, and he would stop and he'd be like, Oh, what did I just do? Mm. And I'd be like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know, Bob. Like you're you're like yeah. going over my head. And and he would explain it and to me. And he'd walk you through it. Yes. And just like talk about the most beautiful person and the most beautiful musician you could ever meet. Cool. Would be uh would be Robert Leisure. Yeah. Uh and uh you know, people like Shay, he he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Like yeah. Just the the dude that knows all the lyrics to every jazz standard. Okay. He's, and also and also the chords. Yeah. In any key. Oh Jesus. Like it's it's a dying breed and like yeah. I've as a bass player, like I've had uh, the opportunity to work with a limited amount of people that can do that. Mm-hmm. And like as a bass player, it's just like it's 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 unbelievable playing with someone that knows all the tunes and all keys and yeah you know i yeah so just, so uh so you you do mcc you said starting in 2006 yes for two years mm-hmm. two years at asu so you're out of college in 2010 yes okay what happens now um i started teaching like i think a lot of people do when they get out of college um 
privately teaching both like piano, guitar, and bass. Hmm. Um, just trying to make money. Right. Um, was really, and what, are you living in Tempe at the time? Uh, yeah, like uh, yeah, South Scottsdale, Tempe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah living there, uh, and I had like upwards of like forty to fifty students. Wow! At one time, damn. But then at the same time, the best part was Friday and Saturday at a steady gig in Sedona. Oh God. At a great Italian restaurant like Dal and Deluca, and like uh-huh. the the hierarchy of that place is insane because Chris Vinay played there, who is mm-hmm. Chris Vinay is by far <laughs> the best jazz bassist in in town. It, it doesn't even come close. He had that gig through college, and then uh, um, shit, I can't I can't remember his name. Uh, John. Uh, it sucks i can't remember his name john spackelheimer (laughs) yeah john spackelheimer (laughs) um he had the gig and then i got it like and the dude was the dude first of all his name is les zimber also rest in peace i also had to find out that he passed away this last year oh shit man i didn't find out the best way ever but uh Mm huge influence because he also was a big bill evans dude Mm -hmm. and like he also like he came through milwaukee before um before he came to california um by way of uh budapest oh shit yeah he he was the real deal like he really was a phenomenal pianist like Mm -hmm. just and like he had al before al was al and then he worked his way to la and then he had like just just all the most killing players you could ever mm. imagine playing with him. Mm. But like again, one of the dying breeds of like I know this tune, I know it in every key. Mm. Which as a bass player is like just a it's a it's a test like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be able to do that sort of thing. And uh, all the bass players that did it before me, I just I I respect the hell out of all of them. And uh, and he was super dark and mean, <laughs> which again, again I love. Yeah, I love, yeah. I love that. And uh, so you worked with him in Sedona on Fridays and Saturday nights. Yes, for two years. For two years. Yeah. So you would you had forty to fifty students during the week. You'd run up to Sedona and play with this kid. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and then what? Well, that was it. That, that was, was it. That was my schedule. I, I see. Yeah. Um, so two years, that's what you were doing. Yes, yes. And then the, when did you transition out of full-time teaching, sounds like, into... so the, Okay, so the, if that was 10... All right, so now let's say 2012, right? Yeah. About 10 years ago, you made another transition, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and how was that? Well... At that time, uh, I kind of switched over to a more electric bass, uh, top 40s sort of thing, mm-hmm. which was great. It was a great transition. And uh, um, the only reason that that gig ended was a, a better bassist, like I can honestly say, like a far better bassist uh, named Zerk Bonner. Um, 
he moved back to town and he always had a standing a, a standing relation with this pianist mm-hmm. who said like anytime you're back like the gig is yours yeah which is which was great and like i could only be so upset because i mean this dude is like fucking phenomenal yeah like just just insane mm-hmm. um so i kind of transitioned over to teaching for i don't know like six to eight years and then i kind of got burned out on that mm-hmm. and then uh wow. after after the teaching thing i got back into performance yeah full time but i mean i was always playing like on on the side but yeah it wasn't the main source of income yeah, it 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 sometimes they trade it off. Sure, like yeah, right, right. Um, I I always enjoyed both, but like at the same time, it was kind of like eh. I love teaching. I love my students, especially my students that really showed initiative. Mm-hmm. But like eh, at the same time, yeah, you want to get out and play. That's that's all I ever want to do. Right, is just play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haven't seen him for a year or so. Heard him in and out, so still he goes. And then, and then you got hooked with um, the corporate band, the Lucky Devils. Yes, sir. And that kind of—it sounds like that kind of took over, right? It, it or you were able to move away from the teaching and get more time on stage. Yes, and 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 like I said, I've always preferred to play over teach, mm-hmm. and the whole wedding corporate scene is it. It can be amazing. It can be terrible. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm so lucky that I'm playing with people that I love. Yeah, and I mean, and it's great. Like, it's a I, great band. First of all, a great hang, a great band. You know, and you make good money. I mean. That's a lot. <laughs> that, yes. That yes. checks a lot of boxes. Yes. And as a bass player, I mean, when I get to play with my favorite drummers, my favorite guitar players, my right. favorite, you know, I'm, yeah. and I, I can mention them now. I, I don't know if I need to say their names. Well, I, <laughs> I have mine. I have mine. But... Let's shout them out. I mean, I mean, I have, they need some love. I mean, I have Yanni. I yeah. have Shay. I have yeah. Jerry. Yeah. I have, I have John Lewis. Like I have like all the all these top cats. that yeah. Like I, I just love to play with. And I, I think that that's one thing that I mean among other things, but I think that one thing that we share is that we're very fortunate to have such a a, a great community of artists, very talented sweet individuals and we're all looking for the same shit you know let's have fun let's make good music let's have a good hang and go home happy you know and whether it's in a corporate setting uh a wedding setting or the jam you know we i'm grateful for that i'm grateful for the community you know absolutely and i mean there's so many more yeah. names that i can drop like i yeah this know, is, no, i get i get to play with lamar i yeah. get to play with fucking buddy i get right. to play with uh oh danny doyle dan puccio like right. kevin tagney like 
a bunch of heavy motherfuckers, Just, man. I, all all these dudes that I yeah. I love and so much of them too. Like I came up in school with right. a, a a bunch of them, and right. I I love it. Like, yeah, I'm I'm glad that we've all like wound up at the same. It is great. Music is like the great equalizer, right? It 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 transcends generations. It transcends experience. It just it's one of those things, man. It's I don't know who I, I've done a bunch of these podcasts and 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 when you hit that moment, you know, on stage making music with people that you love and it's working, there is no other drug that touches it. You know, for me, you know, Absol- it's it's absolutely it's like yeah. I'm floating, man. And we're just fucking around, having fun, having fun. We're getting paid to have fun and hang with our friends. I mean, that that in and of itself uh, is not lost on me. Absolutely. And I get I get the chance every once in a while to work with people I don't work with on the regular. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, like Miguel, we're obviously... Great singer, songwriter, great drummer, we're, great percussionist. We're, yeah, We're close friends with Miguel. Yeah. Like I, I love playing with him. Uh, yeah like ted belladin I, I don't get to work with him on yeah. the regular but like i i love him yeah janet i mean oh, I, I mean Kalen. i mean there's so many names so many that, great that i could just like go off on yeah. that yeah. like yeah now we're fortunate man we we are fortunate and and i think you know it's one thing you know a city like new york has a bunch of great players but do they have the community that we have you know no, do no, we have don't. the actual relationships and and the personal experiences that that we i feel like we're i don't know you know again just super fortunate um amazing players great people people that i get to call friends you know like that uh that makes almost all of this and and i say all of this meaning you know last year uh makes it worthwhile because you know i can rely on that community uh to help support me you know uh and i don't mean that in a selfish way i just mean without that community of musicians and friends i don't know if i would have made it through last year last year for me uh was a very uh, challenging uh, time um and i and i'm curious um if you see a silver lining to last year like did you see it? I talked to some friends, musicians, and, and they saw it as a period of growth. Um, I talked to some musicians, and it was it was a more of an emotionally challenging time, you know, loss of identity as it as it happened to me. But I'm curious for you: um, Do you look back on last year, and how did you spend your time? How did you stay motivated? How did you keep your chops up? You know, like can you describe that at all? Um, yeah, last year was a very interesting one for sure. Um, for me, I mostly spent my time, uh, cooking, uh, (laughs) just (laughs) as, as we all did, (laughs) just taking my, uh, my abilities else elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, I don't know. The thing I'll say is like, I mean, I know I talked to you a few times over the phone, like yeah. when we were, I don't know, it was late night. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I talked to you, I talked to other friends and 
I don't know. Like it, it was a, it was a fucking weird time. Like, yeah. But if anything, like it almost brought a lot of us back together. I totally agree with that because we were like, oh shit, like we forgot what we had. Right. So let's take it back to. Right. Hey, what? Hey, what's up, man? Like, How are you doing? Yeah. Like, talk to me, man. You exactly. Know, exactly. I, I just had this conversation with, with with someone else, and I was like, the odd thing is. We couldn't really hang, but in a lot of senses, the community became tighter because we were all experiencing the same thing. And that's a rare thing, right? Like sometimes cats work through uh, bad times or whatever or find other things to do. But I feel like one silver lining for me last year was that I, I was able to, even if it was just over the phone, reconnect and fortify the friendships, the relationships, the community. And I was able to, you know, commiserate with people that I look up to and, and younger folks, you know, like, I don't know. I just felt like the community got tighter and it's like we, we grew, uh, some armor in a way. Right. And we're all, we, you know, like you say, it reinforces fact that we're all in this together. We're a family and if we're not supporting each other, then it's going to be a detriment to everyone, right? Um, so anyway, I, I I share a lot of that same uh, sentiment that, you know, despite all the bullshit, uh, in a lot of ways, the community got a little tighter, right? Yeah, most, most certainly. And uh, yeah, there was people that I maybe wouldn't have communicated with like on the regular uh, mm-hmm. that I did. Um, right. It was, right. it was a very interesting time. Yeah. Uh, but now you're, you're basically back to kind of regular times ish. Yeah. Yeah. You know, working, uh, corporate stuff's coming back. Wedding mm-hmm. stuff is coming back. There's some, ja- there's some jazz stuff that's kind of coming back a little bit, a little taste. Yeah. A little taste. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm in no rush to have anyone do anything that's like uh, oh let's have this jazz gig like right, right now like let's do this right you know um but I've I've been fortunate that uh I feel like again like the top tier musicians are like out to work mm-hmm. right now yeah 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 including yourself uh, I have a couple of issues with us <laughs> with that statement. Um, <clears throat> um, but, I mean, yeah, no, I, it's it's slowly coming back, and and I I I I'm reminded uh, when I get these solo gigs, and 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 to be honest, uh, the last couple of years, I I really wanted to phase out the solo gig. I was just tired of it, and 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 thankfully. Um, as they come back and I, you know, I'm taking every gig that comes across my desk, you know, whatever, man. Uh, thankfully I have a different appreciation for it than I used to gigs that I probably would have said no to a couple years ago. I kind of reluctantly had said yes to, <clears throat> and surprisingly actually kind of enjoy, <laughs> you know? So, uh, w- you know, whatever that means, whether, you know, it. I just needed some time off or, or whatever. Um, you know, 
I'm just happy to be working, making music, uh, uh, feeling that, uh, gaining that sense of self back, um, and and having fun again with my friends. Like that 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 that's all I've been trying to do for my entire life is have fun with my friends. Yes, sir. I mean, I'm <laughs> right. I mean, shit. I'm I'm trying to do the same thing. Right. I mean, like aside right. from the gigs that I. Uh, not that I have to play, but like right. that I need to play. Well, you need and you need both, right? You need you, you you need the ones that you want to play, and you need the ones that you need to play. And between those two, if you can put a career together, make money and have fun, I don't know what else we're trying to do. You know, be creative on a regular basis. Uh, stretch your mind a little bit. Play with different people, um, but feel for me, it's it's. It's feel that energy back that that you give out when you perform, and that's certainly something that I missed, and certainly something that I tied my happiness to. Right, so nice to feel it again. You know, that's all I gotta say, man. It's nice to feel that energy again. Nice to make fucking music again. Nice to hang out with friends again, and and it's like maybe we really did. Maybe I really did take it for granted. You know the the. Well, I think we all did. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think that uh, we're about to experience a time of uh, where people f- forgot what we had. Right. So all the music's probably going to come back and like we're going to be working a lot. And you, I mean, I feel like I, 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 I understand that on, on a level, you know, like the audience is hungry for this, you know, maybe they took it for granted too. And maybe they will go out of their way to support live music and local musicians and local art, just period. You know, I don't know. I'm not going to hold my breath, but I am hopeful, you know, and I can't wait for these local clubs and performing arts centers to really open back up and we can fucking get out there and do what we were fucking born to do. And I, but again, I'm not going to hold my breath, you know, I just, I'm going to, you know, I'll take what I can get and I'll be happy and, 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 uh, you know, I'm hopeful, but now I'm hopeful. Now I see a light at the end of the tunnel and, and I, and I'm uh, optimistic in a way that I was not six months ago, you know? Right. You know, I, as I've talked to about, uh, with, with the older cats, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not even older cats. I don't want to say that word with the cats, uh, About, well, the OGs, man. Yeah, for for sure. About the way it was long ago. Mm-hmm. I think we're about to experience that again. Like where we're all working yeah. And, yeah. and making money. and Well, and being able to be creative and have that time and space to do that too. Making money is one thing. It's another thing to feel like... Um, really proud of being creative. That's, that's a whole kind of another thing. Absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. Um well, homie, Sean Brogan, if that is your real name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that. Uh, it most certainly is. <laughs> um, love you, man. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate you. Uh, happy to get a nice little call from you this afternoon to, to, to grab a cocktail. And, and uh, glad you had the time and space to sit at my kitchen table and, uh, and drink on my vodka. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're always welcome to it. I love it. <laughs> All right, homie. We will talk soon.